You're listening to Finalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV show podcast. In this episode, we are talking about Winona Earp, episodes 210 through 212. My name is Chris. And I'm Annie. And I'm Stephanie. And in this episode, Chris and Annie are going to talk about those episodes of Winona Earp. And I am here simply to keep them company. I'm not entirely sure why I'm here, but I'm going to try to be entertaining, y'all. So it, it was supposed to be for funsies, but yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> so you might regret it. <laughs> Stephanie normally uh, is on our other podcasts about we do Killjoys together and Chris and Stephanie do Orphan Black. But uh, at this point, you know, we just recorded another episode. So St- Stephanie has kindly stayed on to be our color commentator slash troll moderator for me to make sure I don't go off the rails like I normally do. <laughs> I guess I should specify at the beginning here, I have seen none of these episodes. I have a vague <laughs> awareness of what has happened, but I have seen none of them. This is but she be- edited our first two White Owner Earp episodes for this season and was telling me before, she's like, I kept wanting to respond to you guys, so maybe I should just sit in. So here's here's your chance, buddy. Okay, I'm taking it. Okay, this is going to be really fun. So what did you think of these episodes, Annie? <clears throat> gotta crack my knuckles. Because <laughs> <laughs> you really need your knuckles for talking. <laughs> I do, I do. Wait a minute, that sounded weird. Okay. <laughs> I'm just getting mentally ready, y'all. Okay. So, as the most, oh, I don't know, emotional, id-based, avid watcher of Winona Earp, um, between the three of us, I thought these last three episodes of the season, they wrung me out inside and out, twisty, turny, all kind like tied me up in knots. I don't know what the heck else. Like emotional roller coaster, washing machine type of stuff. It it was a lot for me. It was very emotionally trying. Because episode two ton, where Nicole almost dies, I was like <gasps> sobbing, screaming, Oh sh- God, shut up. Stephanie. Okay, but thank you for the That was my expressing surprise that Nicole almost died. <laughs> but it's it's the hot of way hot. She's like the most beloved character, arguably not real. And anyway, so but seriously, that was had I I had a friend say later, I wish you had recorded yourself reacting to that episode, and I'm like, I would have knocked the phone over. I would. I was just yeah, I was all over the place. I'm surprised you didn't record yourself. I I did the next episode for two eleven, but I don't want anyone to see it because I screamed a lot like a girl. So you are a girl, and, Annie. Because you are one. I know, uh-huh. but I'm not like I was like girly screaming. I'm a very butch person. I don't do girly screams, but apparently when, you do. Apparently I do. When everybody are, went into are your the normal screams, like much manlier. Like what? I'm uh, so curious. They're now. all pretty girly. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is going. Or is it like a baby? (laughs) No, no, but my screams are. (laughs) Anyway, 211 brought a lot of girly screams out of me because it opens an alternate universe with everybody dying, or at least Way Hot and Jeremy dying in in the barn when the barn explodes. And then they have to figure out how to get Winona back because she's been erased from existence. <sighs> and then they managed to do that, but then Bobo has come back and he's with the widows and Winona's about to give birth and oh god. So <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's a lot. I'm really sweating right now describing this. 
But uh, <laughs> is it, a, is it a girly really? sweating? <laughs> it's manly sweating. It smells like man sweat. Okay. You're not just glowing. You are actually sweating. I am actually sweating. Okay. But I can still express my appreciation. What really struck me in the last... I mean, it did throughout the whole season, but Melanie Scrofano, as Winona, to having to portray... She, she's always trying to protect her family, but then she's struggling to end the curse. She was pregnant. You know, Melanie herself was pregnant from before the season even started shooting. She did the whole season with stunts and this and that and everything. And she's shooting this episode, this last episode, nine months pregnant. She gave birth only four days later after she stopped shooting. Wow. But for her to, you know, portray Winona in this last episode with, you know, having to protect everybody, to kill the widows, and then to give birth, and then she had to give up her baby to keep it safe because she doesn't want her daughter to have the same destiny as she does. So, ugh. Anyway, it was it was a great finale, but I'm really happy that I know there's already a season three, because if I didn't, it would be pretty insane. So uh, the finale didn't answer all the questions. It posed a lot of new ones. There were some dangling threads there that I thought were going to get answered, because I thought that they would defeat the demon Clutie, but they didn't. So that will go into season three. So we'll just wait another year and, you know, see if we can get more answers, but... Anyway, I'm really wrung out and really sweaty now, Chris, so you have to say something. <laughs> Can I say your disclaimer, you Chris? Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay, so disclaimer, folks. Chris is not as into the show as Annie is. She is a casual viewer, so she will not have as many strong, girly emotions as Annie did. Oh, God. <laughs> sweaty emotions. <laughs> I was going to say, Annie's emotions sounded very painful. They did. They, they were... I did not have painful emotions. I'm actually kind of not sure how to feel about this group of episodes. Uh, I, I have kind of mixed feelings about a lot of stuff. For example, there was the return of Rachel Anteriel. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce her name. I'm sorry. But she was the actor who played the blacksmith in the first season. Beloved blacksmith. We have strong I, feelings about her. I was going to mm -hmm. say... If you've been listening, you know that uh, I'm still pretty bitter about the blacksmith dying in the first season. So I thought there was a lot of, or I thought there was going to be a lot of story there, and it was going to be really interesting. And then she died, and that was the end of it. So I'm glad that the actress is back, but the thing is, it's it was such a soap opera turn, which doesn't necessarily bother me, but... It was quite a soap opera turn. It's like, oh, also this character that you're all mad about us killing, turns out she had an identical sister. <laughs> Except the thing is, this character is not as interesting to me as the blacksmith was. And also kind of a jerk, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> did she Did she survive the episode? Yes, she did. So... That's something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, so I don't know how Winona and Waverly will, if they'll call on her again, or if they'll say, hey, we're gonna, because Winona said to her, we're gonna exploit you because, you know, you sent me to an alternate universe and I'm still pretty pissed about it, so. It's like, you exploited us, so we're going to exploit you, was sort of yeah, the exchange. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, but yeah, I hope she'll be back. I mean, the actress and the character, maybe, I don't know, maybe she'll find a little redemption. I mean, she did say to them, you know, I'm never going to bother you guys again. You know, I learned my lesson. Well, and there was like the whole part about how I think they said something about how they liked her sister better. And she said, the good parts of me died with her. Aww. Something like that. And I just kind of like, ah, I'm so mad about it still. Oh, yeah. I know. I was happy to see her. I mean, the actress back, though, because Rachel's beautiful. And I love that shot where she just, you know, the Iron Witch, she just kind of, I use the word, just flounces into the into Shorty's, you know, after she tricked Waverly into giving her to give up the third seal. And she's like, well, you look unhappy. And I'm like, you look so beautiful, but I hate you. <laughs> the character, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a pretty accurate description. Yeah. So, so you had, you had a strong opinions about the blacksmith actress coming back, but not the blacksmith herself, Chris. What else did you think about this batch of episodes? I kind of don't know. I I still don't know. <laughs> I watched them fairly recently as an additional disclaimer, so I might have to sit with it for a little bit. But I don't know. I was I was a little bit baffled by the penultimate episode being essentially a world without Winona setup. Mm-hmm. It it's feels like, a little early in the series for that type of episode. Right? Yeah. A little well, early in the series and late in the season. <laughs> I mean, the only reason, like, from a logistical standpoint, the only reason they did that was for insurance in case Melanie Scorfano went into labor early. They had to have an episode where she wasn't in it a Oh, lot. 100%. I understand why that yeah. setup is practical for them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, what a weird set up for you know all this ramp up to the the -hmm. end of the season and it's like and here's an episode of what the world would be like without winona (laughs) well yeah i mean it was kind of like when they had the alternate universe episode in lost girl and they had the yellow trick road right before the series ended and we're like this is great but not three episodes right before the end of the series Mm, right you know that kind of i had that same kind of reaction to it yes where it's just kind of like and i thought of that episode too that that it just uh-huh. feels kind of like that. Again, I understand why they did it. I don't blame them for doing it that way. But at the same time, it just seems a little bit odd to me watching it. I mean, I liked it because uh, so much way hot, despite the fact that... <laughs> Despite the fact, because everybody was speculating, okay, who's who's Waverly going to get married to? Because she says at the end of 209, we have a wedding to plan. We're like, wait a minute. Oh, it'll be way hot. No, what if it's Champ? Oh, crap. We hate that guy. What if it's Tucker? Oh, God, that'll be even worse. You know, and then it was like, Perry? It, what the F? It, it was, was writing in all just caps. out of left field. But at the yeah, same but- time, I'm kind of cool with it because I like Perry. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's why Andrus did it, because she was like, I'll give you something that you guys won't expect. So, but the fact that Nicole and Waverly were still having awkward, intimate, you know, conversations in patrol cars and <laughs> Nicole saying, yeah, I think I do just about anything. Or I, <laughs> yeah, she goes, yeah, I'd do anything to you, or, I mean, with you, or for you. Yeah, yeah, that too. So, but, uh, you know, Andrus, Emily Andrus did confirm, you know, they're the kind of people who will find each other no matter what. And I'm like, my romantic shipper heart, it's true. So that was, 
my takeaway from that episode. And that opening scene was awesome with them shooting through all the revenants and stuff until the barn exploded. And then I screamed like a girl. And that is on camera somewhere. No one will ever see it. But <laughs> And he's like, I'm going to tempt you with the knowledge that this exists and then I deny know. it to you. <laughs> I know. It's okay. But, it's um, it's good in my head. I'll treat it like like a, a flashback. You know, I don't need the flashback. I have the image, and that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but for context for this setup between between Waverly and Nicole Stephanie, uh huh, it's like the Tabula Rasa episode of Buffy. Oh, that's a good episode. But but I mean that like the exchange between Willow and Tara in that, mm-hmm. where oh, at some point she's talking to I think it's to Dawn. She says something like. I think I'm kind of gay. You're gay, yeah. That oh yeah, yeah. Waverly says virtually the same thing. It's it's phrased ever That's so slightly differently, but yeah. she says it on the phone to Perry. Yeah. Also, I think I'm gay. Call you and later. I was like, I see you making yeah. that making that nod to Tabula Rasa. Well, that's what everybody kept referring to that I do not know as a Buffy fan. That Emily, that all the fans were referring to that episode before it aired before this Winona Earp episode aired. And I'm like, okay, there's going to be a Buffy rewatch for all the Winona fans who have not watched Buffy that I will join so I can finally get on the Buffy train. So I will finally understand it. So, which reminds me, I need to sign up for that email list because otherwise I have no idea what episode we're going to be on. And boy, I hope that Buffy is still on Netflix. Otherwise I'm screwed. I don't so. think it is. I don't, they take it right. off? I don't think it is. I know. I had that thought, and I'm like, "What am I going to do?" I can oh, well, send you my DVDs if you need me to, uh, Annie. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh-huh. So, anyway, but um, what I liked were in the alternate episode, and I the scenes between Bobo and Waverly are always so creepy. <laughs> Bobo's but, creepy. Yeah, the yeah, but there's great chemistry there i hear that michael eklund everybody always says he rehearses like and just goes all over the place the actors don't know what he's gonna do that it's really interesting and fun to play with but what is this connection between him and waverly because waverly later walks across the line with the baby so she doesn't have revenant blood so and then bobo says well i never said she was my daughter but he calls her kin so what does that mean i don't know because because Waverly's not an Earp, based on the DNA tests. So it's like... But Bobo was married in his original life, wasn't he? Was he? I don't remember. I was thinking he was, but maybe I'm misremembering. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, maybe he had mm, a kid yeah, originally. Right. So maybe she's uh-huh. not his daughter. Maybe she's his great, great, great whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. That's true. Throwing it out there. Well... Uh, Though I, I thought that Chris made a good point, though, saying that being able to not being able to cross the Ghost River Triangle doesn't sound like a heritable trait to me. So does that really prove that she's not part remnant? I guess I guess so. But yes, thank you. I'd forgotten that I said that. <laughs> I thought it was a good point. <laughs> well, yeah, but so it means she can still leave the Ghost River Triangle, though, that she doesn't have any revenant in her. So Does it that's mean a that, good thing, right? That's my question. Does it actually mean that? From what we know. She's not currently so a revenant, but that doesn't necessarily mean she wasn't descended from one. But but the point I had made last episode was hmm. that you become a revenant by being shot by Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. But that's not a genetic trait, necessarily. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, a curse, the curse is inherited, the, the Earp curse, but... We don't know that the revenant 
that being a revenant is passed down through passed the down in the same way genetics like she could still be related to bobo but not shot with peacemaker exactly uh yeah yeah okay yeah. well that's pretty scary then so <laughs> everybody was really you did now you're worried again you're welcome uh, yeah yeah <laughs> thanks thanks a lot because it seems like that ward erp is not her father and is mama erp even her mother like she could have no relation to the erps at all but she's still i don't know something because it's amazing that now we find out, as people have suspected for a while, is Peacemaker sentient? Because when Waverly picks it up and tries to shoot Rosita, and Winona is talking to Peacemaker, saying, you've you know got to get your stuff together, you know, and then she screams, Peacemaker, and Peacemaker turns blue and shoots Rosita. And I'm just like, what? Why did it work that one time with Waverly when Waverly isn't 27? She isn't the heir. She isn't an ERP. But and then also- right after Waverly... Did Rosita get shot? Well, I had to look because I thought the bullet reflected off her or she somehow deflected it, but she got grazed by it on the forehead. So, okay. Yeah, I I, I thought she, I didn't think she got shot. I couldn't really see it. So Well, like she didn't she didn't get sucked back into hell. So, no, I figured she, she didn't just, actually get shot. Because well, to be sucked into hell why no one has to shoot him in between the eyes. So if the bullet right. deflected her, went off, and she just got, kind of got nicked by it, but it was enough gotcha. to make her retreat. So, but, so, yeah. I mean, why did Peacemaker listen to Winona? Why did the why did it glow blue? Why did it only work for Waverly temporarily? Because then it burned and she had to drop it. So I'm, but I still think Waverly has some kind of, obviously, connection to the Earps, or does she even, you know, have some kind of power or what? I don't know. Well, didn't Peacemaker act funny for Winona when Winona first got it, too? Yeah. So, I mean, like, who like, knows? Well, Emily, she calls it, she she says it's like a horse, where sometimes it's stubborn and it doesn't quite work the way you want it to, and sometimes it listens to Winona. So it's very temperamental, but it seems to kind of have its own kind of sentient consciousness at times, but not always. Well, that'd so. be helpful, though, if Winona can command it to work sometimes for other people when need be. Right. But only in incredibly desperate situations. Right. I don't know. But I mean, it's the first time the we've times seen this you really need it to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, but we mentioned Rosita, and I was really, I can kind of understand her motivations for turning against Winona because she's a revenant, and she was trying to protect herself, and she's scared, but... I was really surprised by that turn, and I was like, I don't want her to be an enemy of the Earps. I just, yeah, that was disappointing. Yeah, and same I, here. Yeah, I know you were saying the same, Chris. Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like when they introduced her, there was a certain amount of suspicion, just because, like, who is this new person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they made us trust her, because she befriended Waverly, and they seemed to really get along. And, and she I know saved people, your life. I know people got all upset about that, but but look, like they were they were friendly. <laughs> I'm making it worse. I I don't mean to make it worse. <laughs> but you're you're right, Annie. I mean, she was actually helping. Like they seemed to be having a good supportive conversation, right? And yeah. then she and literally saved her life. And, and she really fit in with a gang and she really seemed to, you know, right, have like feelings that, that for dogs. 
that seemed like a big turning point where she was really starting to be integrated into the group and helping with the missions and stuff like this. And so the fact that they had her turn traitor in the last episode really just bothers me. Mm -hmm. Do you think she could be redeemed? I hope so, because I don't want the third season to be just Winona chasing her and having to shoot her. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard for everybody. It's hard for them because they consider her a friend, but then Winona can't break the curse. But maybe they can find a way to turn the... Maybe they can find a way in a third season to turn a Revenant back to human again. Hmm. I don't know. I was going to say, it feels like it would, even if she didn't turn on them, it was always going to be a difficult situation if Winona yeah. wanted to break the Earp curse, right? Because she would have to kill somebody that she had come to trust a bit. Right. Winona, yeah. well, that was part of what made her betray them was that Winona said, okay, you help us and I'll kill you last was the deal that she made with her. Right. Which I can understand how that would be a bit of a uh, thing that would upset you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, now that she's betrayed Winona, though, I'm like, I don't know if you noticed this, Winona, pretty stubborn. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know how that's going to resolve. I, if it's I did like that line that Winona had, you better have a good sports bra because you better run because I'll never stop hunting you. And I'm like, oh, but still, yeah. That's good, good advice, bro. though. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. generally. <laughs> well, it reminds me of a, uh, there's a clip of, uh, there's a behind the scenes clip of Melanie running, you know, shooting an earlier episode and she stops and she goes, I'm not wearing the right bra for running. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's important. It's important. Yeah, especially when you're preggers. So, yeah. But yeah, that scene where Winona, she's giving birth and, you know, Rosita betrays her in that moment. She knocks Waverly out and says, you know, I'll save your baby. You, however, I don't know. I can't guarantee that you'll live. So I was just like, uh, freaking out. But um, uh, the scene where Winona had to give up the baby, that was just, uh, that was um, really hard to watch. Because Winona, she's just crying and saying, I didn't know it would be so hard that I'd have to let you go. And I kind of knew that this was coming because, you know, typically when you have, you know, in genre or whatever, when you have stories where the baby comes along and then you're like, okay, well, how are you going to do the rest of the season or future seasons? It's kind of unrealistic for Winona to be running around with a baby strapped to her shooting demons. So I knew they would, the story would necessitate getting rid of the baby somehow, but, I didn't think it would be so hard to watch a scene once I saw it. I didn't think it would be so immediate that Winona would get rid of it right away. But she had to because the revenants were literally at her door. But, uh, yeah, that was a great scene. I did think the end of the last episode was pretty solid, even though some of it was very hard to watch. It's Mm. like, I, I feel like this is some solid storytelling right here. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this is a good way to handle Melanie Scrofano's likely, un, un, at least from the show's perspective, uh, unexpected pregnancy. Because I can understand yeah. why they wrote it in. And then, because, I mean, she was very pregnant during the entire shooting schedule. And I, I suppose they could have shoved her behind carrying large but light objects for the rest of the season. Really uh, big it, jackets. Yeah. but it, a yeah, lot of yeah. big jackets this season. <laughs> It would have been tricky. And now that she's given birth to her daughter, 
and has sent her away. I feel like this might actually work for her because that's been something from the beginning of the show where Winona has had motivation to end the curse for the Earps. And now that she has progeny, she has somebody she can think about this could fall on them later in their life. That feels like that would only strengthen her motivation to do it. So I feel like it could work for from a narrative yeah. perspective. Right. Yeah, and that's that's what Emily said in the interview, too. And that's really going to drive her motivation. It's just that last scene with her and Doc where she tells him, where he asks her, what did you name her? And she says, Alice, after your mother, and Michelle, after mine. And I was just like, Ugh. but um, yeah, that gives her the most motivation in the world. And I just think... Oh, I can't I can't wait to see the acting because it's going to be heartbreaking from Melanie of how focused she'll be to, you know, break the herb curse, but how difficult it's going to be for her to even function knowing that she has her child out there that she can't she can't see. But so. they sent the child to go live with Gus, which made me happy. I'm <gasps> really Gus! happy about that. They I'm like, finally I remembered that mentioned Gus her. Yay! So, yeah, put her with someone trusted. So... But did they I, at least reveal where Gus was? No, okay. because they said we're sending her as far away from the Ghost River Triangle as she as she can get. That she'll never be found, you know, if they're looking for an herb. So, yeah. But which also uh, narratively makes sense. So mm -hmm. I feel like this is a good way to handle this. But I'm wondering now, what will the series do when it ends, if it ends when they want it to end, the showrunners? Meaning, will it just end with Winona breaks the curse and then sees her daughter, who's like two or three at that point, and doesn't know her? Oh, that'd be heartbreaking. Yeah. But, you know, so I don't know. But I was kind of glad that, you know, as far as we know that, well, yeah, she is, that her daughter is human, that she's not revenant. Because then that would have really screwed up the plan. She wouldn't have been able to leave the triangle at all. Again, so. assuming that that the curse <laughs> is heritable. Yeah. So. Because <laughs> <sighs> how long has this curse been going on? It feels like. For since Wyatt Earp's day. So like 150 right. some years. Because it's difficult to imagine that Revenants would not have attempted to reproduce at this point, and but the number that has to be killed hasn't grown. So it seems unlikely to me that if well, Revenants had kids, they would then become part of the Revenant population. No, because the, because we didn't know if um, it was implied that Winona... Well, Winona had sex with a Revenant, so she didn't know, right, I know. if the father was Jonas, the Revenant, or Doc. And he's, you know, Jonas told her, this isn't supposed to be possible, where we're implying that it's not supposed to be possible that we can reproduce. So, so I guess the number of 77 Revenants just stays. Every time the heir turns 27, the 77 res Revenants come back, and they all come back to purgatory. So, I guess they can't grow in number, or uh, shrink in number, I guess. So then why did nobody hear that and think, well, then Waverly can't be half Revenant? Right. Yeah, that's why I'm confused about the questions about their parentage. Wait, say that again? I'm you just told us yeah. that they had a line that said, we're not supposed to be able to reproduce. Yeah. So why was everybody so sure that Waverly was half Revenant? I don't know. I mean, that's what the line implied, but yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's still up in the air because it's like, you know, everybody's like, well, 
Waverly is Bobo's daughter, but now he says, oh, I never said she was my daughter. He's, she's just kin. So, yeah, I don't know how the Revenant lines go. I know. I'm just saying that uh, I feel like the show's or... trying to have it both ways. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, both have it be where the Revenants are established as not being able to reproduce, but have the audience worry that Waverly and Wynonna's daughter might be Revenants. It feels like mm. it can only be one or the other. True, true. Okay. But I'm glad they're not. And I'm glad we got way hot kisses and snuggles and cries and all of that in the finale. Oh, a I was really half hour before she got to it. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm amazed. Know. And they both they both survived the season, right? They both survived the season. That's good. I I really did like that moment with Nicole and Jeremy in the finale where she Nicole asked Jeremy, "Well, why did you stay?" and Jeremy's like, "Well, I don't fit in anywhere else." You know, and you guys let me stay. You know, Nicole's like, "Oh, yeah, you're family." And I'm like, "Oh." That was very, very sweet. Power to the unkillable gays. That's what they're calling him. <laughs> Does Jeremy Blow have a boyfriend yet? They're still there. No, he's still pining after Doc, though. That was mm. really cute, though. When uh, Doc put his hat on Jeremy's head during the uh, alternate universe episode. And then Jeremy's like, you want to go out and get a drink together sometime? And Doc just takes his hat back and runs off. And Jeremy's like, ah, timing. Yeah, Jeremy. But... Now, Jeremy, I have questions about because I love that moment where he shot the gun at Bobo and he goes, it's made of plastic because <laughs> Bobo can manipulate metal, but not plastic. It's like Magneto. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but um, he says to Doc, you know, yeah, I was recruited in Black Badge, you know, not just for my technical abilities or something. You know, he goes, why do you think Black Badge recruited me? So people are wondering, does Jeremy have any special abilities? How is he able to make this ray gun-like thing? Is he also a dragon? No, he's not a dragon. Dolls did have his awesome dragon moment, though. Fire-breathing all those jerky-jerk, you know, order guys, which I don't like at all. Uh, So hopefully they're toast. But... (laughs) They they are toasted, certainly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Let us eat them I, yeah, on bread and crackers with marshmallows. Yep. But I don't know. I, I'm almost kind of wondering if Waverly and Jeremy, even though they are human, they I don't know, they just feel like they have some kind of ability or something, you know. Because it's not just anybody can shoot Peacemaker. Why was Waverly able to if she's not an Earp heir? And what is Jeremy doing? So many questions. But. Maybe it's enough for Peacemaker that perhaps Winona and Waverly share some DNA, even if it's not the Earp side. Maybe that's enough well, for Peacemaker to trust it, to, to trust yeah. Waverly, I mean. Well, I think it was, I read someone's, um, I've been reading so many reviews, someone wrote in a review, because Peacemaker also glowed blue when Winona shot Willa. And that's the only other time it did it. And people are like, why did it do that? Hmm. And maybe it has to do with the person who's holding it and what their, I guess, desires are, you know? It's like they're doing it to protect someone, you know? Winona was shooting Willa just to protect the Ghost River Triangle from all that stuff getting in, from all the demons getting in. And not that she wanted to kill her sister, but was forced into that. And here we have Waverly. She is friends with Rosita. I'm sure there's a part of her that didn't want to kill her. But at the same time, she's going to do anything she has to to protect Winona and her baby. So I don't know if sentient peacemaker can kind of sense that. 
So again, desperate situations where it's not just, oh, I'm going to kill a revenant, you know, bad guy, boom. So can I ask, did the other witches get any other fun nicknames? I heard you mention an iron witch, and we had the stone witch in season one. Well, we have the Mercedes and Beth. They're the widows. So yeah, we don't have any more witches, but we have the widows. And so they had their storyline where they ganged up with Bobo, and they're going to release Demon Cludie, whose real name is Bullshar. I loved how Winona goes, Bullshar, Bullsh, you know, Bullshite. So whatever his name is, and I'm like, that's exactly what I thought. So I wonder if the name Bullshar is like based on, it's kind of like, I wonder if this is Lost Girl type territory where Bullshar is an actual like demon or has a root in mythology. I want to look it up now. So Bobo and the Widows team up to release Bullshar. But then at this point, Widow Mercedes is like, I've had enough of you guys. And chops off Bullshar's hand, takes his ring, and resurrects from falling apart Mercedes to Gandalf Mercedes with the long hair and the flowing, you know, fans that just blow her hair everywhere. And she has great cleavage. Where has that been hiding all season? <laughs> so. <laughs> it was very White Witch Willow. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, thank you for the reference. Okay, again, I will, I will learn the Buffy references someday. Mm-hmm. But Winona and Waverly had gone earlier to go see the Iron Witch because the plate that they've been talking about all season finally got a use or got melted down into an Amalite bullet. And, you know, she goes, I'm going to use it on Demon Cludie or on Bullshar. And I look at Waverly's like, I know you're not good at math, but there's two widows. (laughs) So... But that scene where Winona and Doc are facing off and I'm hyperventilating and then he's like, I'd rather kill you, Winona, than have, you know, the widows get a hold of you and your baby because the widows wanted the baby to feed to Demon Cludie so that he could finish rising and they're facing off and then it's, yes, it's a genre moment, but they shoot and Doc's bullet splits the Amalite bullet and kills both the widows at once. And it was awesome. So it's a very cheerable moment. An Amalite bullet like made of the shell fossil? I guess. It- um, that They established Amalite is the, um, the mineral that protects the Earp land from revenants. Oh, so. well, Amalite is a, a, a gemstone that arises from Ammonites, which are shell fossils. So oh. that is an actual gemstone, an Amalite. Cool. I feel so, like we talked about this in season one. I I looked up Bullshar, Annie. I cannot oh, find any references to mythology, but it is a part of Albania. Bullshar, Albania. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Hmm. Maybe he's from Albania then. Maybe. He's awfully white. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, it's cold there. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, he's don't literally know what the weather white, is in Albania so. at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, so... Oh, but I love that part where the, where the widows, well, not where they disintegrated into spiders. That part was gross. But then the ring is left. I think Annie's Bullshar's thinking ring. of albinos. <laughs> oh, albinos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> albinos do not all come from Albania. <laughs> okay. It's a genetic condition. <laughs> I had it wrong. Of course I did. No, but I was thinking it's cold in Albania, so maybe that's why he's white. <laughs> so, no sun. Is that is that a thing? Yeah, I feel like that's not a thing. Okay, 
Never mind. It's currently 63 degrees. I don't mean to be racist. In, uh, I'm just saying. Bolshar, it's very white. <laughs> just, just so you know, it's anyway. currently 63 degrees. So, not bad weather. Okay, well, maybe I'd go that there. theory, that theory <laughs> won't work. Okay. <laughs> I'd go there. <laughs> anyway, so we find out that at the end of the episode. Nicole's got her secret file where she is researching Bolshar's cult and she has the ring and she exchanges the secret look between her and Doc. And I and think dolls, she's just not Doc. Or, and her also, and dolls. what the heck was all of that? <laughs> I don't know. I think she's just, I think Dolls has given her a file and they've secretly been researching the cult. Okay. All along or for a while since they knew about, you know, since they knew about Demon Cludie, maybe a while ago they already found out that his real name was Bullshar, and they've been researching it for a while just to try to help Winona. But they're keeping it on the down low because everybody was dealing with everybody else. Okay, Everything I just could else, not so. figure out how to interpret the look Dolls was giving her. Like, what, I, I think they're just in cahoots. <laughs> I think they're just researching and... Yeah, some people were like, oh my god, is Nicole evil? Does she want the ring for herself? And I'm like, no, she is a pure unicorn puppy, <laughs> as the kids say. A Do unicorn puppy. Not. Well, she's a unicorn, so... <sighs> but she's, the, the look Dolls was giving her was, like, so suspicious. Like, yeah, I, I know. I don't know. What, what, what does I'm that nervous. mean? And the other thing that Nicole had was her divorce papers from her doctor who is soon to not be her wife hopefully i did think that was kind of her strange, beautiful though. doctor wife mm. yeah beautiful doctor wife Ugh. Uh. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> anyway i just she just seemed match. like a very nice to be woman. waverly chris so, was she not- was nice but she she did say that you know she what we had what was fun but it wasn't real she really loves you waverly Earp, so there there was hope so she but then waverly and nicole never talked about it because waverly just suddenly asked her at the end near the end of the episode oh how's your divorce going i'm like she never told her in the first place oh by the way i know you had a wife because she visited when you were like almost dying and nicole just goes oh yeah haha, i'm working on it i'm all Nicole wouldn't be shocked. She wouldn't be like, how did you know? Did they have an off-screen conversation? Apparently they did. I thought there was acknowledgement of it. When? Oh, wait. Maybe it was acknowledgement. There's so many things that happened. Because there, there was like an exchange where they didn't mention specifically what they were talking about. But I know, that's apologizes. True. And I was, for a second, I was like, about not telling her you were married? Oh, wait. She's probably apologizing for keeping the thing, keeping, keeping Waverly's mail and opening it. Yeah. Well, that's what she was apologizing for. But I'm like, maybe nobody was, mentioned the wife. Maybe it was both so, of the things that she was apologizing for. So, but whatever. I hope the wife is history. She was pretty, ah. but, you know. <laughs> history in terms of getting a divorce. Uh, she can go find another rock climber to fall in love with. So It feels like Annie is being unnecessarily mean to Nicole's ex. Chris. It's true. Know, she was. She, she seems was pretty, like a very, very nice woman. <laughs> she was a very nice woman. I'm just very protective of my way hot feels because they're all I have for the next year. Because we have to wait that long. Please tell me that Nicole has made some friends on the show. Like, are she and Winona getting along? Does she have? Oh a yeah, buddy they're totally getting along. I want her to have friends. And it seems no, like she and Nedley have a pretty good relationship. 
She oh, and Nedley have a pretty good relationship. Nedley has asked her to be sheriff after he retires. And the one of the funniest Nicole scenes ever, where Nicole and Winona go out and Nicole gets drunk, trying to just keep up, you know, trying to keep Winona from drinking because that's when they find out that Winona slept with a revenant. Winona wasn't even aware of it. So, yeah. And as Nicole says to both Winona and Waverly in this episode, she's like, I got you. She goes, I got you, Erp. So she says that to Winona and says that to Waverly later in the episode. So, yeah. But the question think- that Stephanie is asking is, who has her? <laughs> who has her who? Who has oh, Nicole? Who has hot? Waverly. Oh, and not in a sexual way. Like, in okay. a, in a, I've got your back. I think, <laughs> I think they all do. I think one of the things that I really was nervous about at the beginning of the season was I was like, Oh, they're going to put more characters in, but I like the gang we have. How are they going to integrate more characters? And I really like Jeremy. And despite the issues with Rosita turning against them, I will continue to root for her and hope that somehow she gets redeemed. I really, really like this two new characters this year. Me too. So I don't want Rosita to die. It feels like a lot of people died this season. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Well, Technically, everybody died in the uh, end of uh, two. This is my point. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> and when Owen is like, everybody stop dying, okay? So, but I'm just nervous because Nicole isn't telling any, everybody yet about her file on the Bullshar file. And and then at the end of the episode, I mean, Winona, it was at the very end of the episode, though. Yeah. But yeah. secret keeping has not gone well for Nicole in the past. Secret keeping doesn't go well for anybody on any show. I know. So I'm like, Winona said no secrets, so why is she keeping the file? And then we find out Winona gets on a motorcycle. Okay, we know she's a badass, but she just gave birth. But she gets on a motorcycle. That was cool to see her on a motorcycle again, though. And drives off and finds Mama Earp and says, Okay, you warned me about Bullshar. He's come back. Now what do we do? You know, Mama... And for those of us who have been watching the series, we've always wanted to know about her mom. So, you know, how did Winona knew where her mom was this whole time? And so why did her mom leave the family? And obviously it wasn't Ward Earp just raising his daughters to believe in demons and all of this. The mom obviously knew about it, too, since she has warned Winona about Bullshar this whole time. So... Yeah, so I'm glad to see the mom come in, but it leaves a lot of questions. I'm actually looking forward to seeing where they're going with this. Yeah, and I really, really, everybody tweet Lucy Lawless. I really, really want Emily Andrus's dream casting to come true and have Lucy Lawless play the mom. So, I th- I know that would make you happy. Yes, that would make me happy. And it and would before just everybody pass says, out from joy. I know. I would. I mm-hmm. would. And before everybody says, oh, it's, it's too unrealistic, Lucy Lawless does have a daughter in her 20s. So, Are they saying Lucy Lawless wouldn't be old enough to be Winona Earp's mom? I think some people might. Ah. And, it's no, and it's no slight on Lucy Lawless because she still looks freaking fabulous. So, yeah. But anyway, so, oh, so many questions. But I'm really, really glad. I was, we have a season three because I was quite frankly really surprised the renewal got announced so early when the season was still going. We don't know how many episodes season three will have yet, but we'll find out hopefully soon. So I'd be happy with anything because I'm just happy it's having a season three. 
give you an update on what's happening on our other podcasts. We are currently covering season three of Killjoys on our Killjoys podcast, which is called The Quad. Only a couple le- episodes left of season three. Ah, it's getting kind of exciting. But you can listen to our episode discussions over on our website, askgenretv.com slash Killjoys. You can also find information there on how to subscribe to the podcast. And on Tatiana is Everyone, our Orphan Black podcast, Stephanie and I just wrapped up our coverage of the fifth and final season of Orphan Black. If you are new to Orphan Black or to the fact that we have an Orphan Black podcast, we have discussions of all of the episodes, plus other topic-based episodes. You can listen to the podcast and find out how to subscribe at TatianaIsEveryone.com. Just as a warning, our season one Orphan Black episodes are not spoiler-free, but all of our other episode discussions are. Well, thanks, you guys, for joining me and uh, trying to keep my emotions in check for (laughs) for this episode of Finalysis. It it went okay. I'm still really sweaty with man and woman sweat right now. So I'm going to go shower. But anyway, um, but thank you for joining me. (laughs) Okay. you right now <laughs> okay no never mind never mind is there anybody there besides your cat <laughs> no 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 okay well <laughs> thank you guys for joining me uh and helping me rein in some of my emotions i'm just i'm covered in girly sweat right now and uh, i really need to shower so <laughs> this is what happens when i talk about winona earp i get a little too excited uh, I have to say it was really fun watching the finale this past week. I joined a bunch of Bay Area Erpers and it was, yeah, nice to watch with my tribe because, uh, I, we all screamed, cried and jumped and everything all at the same moment. So it was quite fun. Wait, wait, wait a second though, Annie. Are you saying what? that you're sweaty because you're way hot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always way hot. <laughs> it's on my leg. It's true. It's literally a part of me. I'm always way hot. (laughs) We'd love to hear your thoughts about these last few episodes of season two of Winona Earp. You can send those to us in a couple ways. You can email feedback at askgenretv.com. You can also call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. We are on Twitter at AskGenreTV. Analysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. We have other podcasts for Killjoys and Lost Girl and Orphan Black and a number of other shows. You can find all of those over at our website, askgenretv.com. Uh, thank you for joining me. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. 